create history with every stride at the LNT Sea Bridge Marathon, a unique opportunity for runners to conquer a course over the sea at the LNT Sea Bridge Marathon, a breathtaking 42-kilometer route on India's longest sea bridge. The Atal Bihari Vajpayee, Siri Nava Sheva Atal Setu, on 18th February, LNT Sea Bridge Marathon, in association with MMRDA and the Times of India, medical partner, Zainova Shalbi Multi-Specialty Hospital, protein partner, Way 91. American Broadcasting Company presents Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper and which features Ernest Chappell. Quiet, Please, for today is called The Time of the Big Snow. We were so small. And it was such a big snow. Wasn't it, dear? My, wasn't it? I remember... Remember it, it, it was the day after New Year's. It started on New Year's night. I remember. We hadn't had much snow that year. Only a little Thanksgiving day. No, the day before Thanksgiving. When you were Miles Standish in the exercises. <laughs> and I was Priscilla, and Irving Bauer was Walter Walmart, the Indian. <laughs> I'll never forget that. He was <laughs> the fattest Indian I ever saw. <laughs> I, I can still hear him. Now what a woman can see by the fiery eyes of the captain. Angry is he in his heart, but the heart of the brave what a woman is not afraid at the sight. And then you handed him a bag full of bullets and he dropped them and yelled, Ouch. <laughs> and his Indian headdress fell off. <laughs> and Mrs. Mavity was so mad. And then we went out. And it was snowing. Oh, but that was a little bit of a snow. Not like the big one. Not a bit like the big one. I remember... Mama was just lighting the lamps, and I looked out the window, and I saw the first flakes coming down. And I said, Oh, Mama, the old woman's picking her geese. <laughs> My grandma always used to say just that. Everybody did when it started to snow. And I remember how I wanted to go out with my new sled that I got for Christmas. And my dad wouldn't let me. There wasn't snow enough. I know it. But I was so disappointed. And I sat by the window and looked out and bawled and bawled till my dad spanked me. I had to carry in the cold. That was one time I didn't mind it because it was snowing. And it got dark so quick. We sat by the stove after supper and Mama read us, what are your snowbound? <laughs> I remember you told me. The next day, the day after New Year's. When we finally got out. Gee, it was so high. Almost at the top of the fence. Mama said not to go far because it was snowing so hard. Remember? They didn't want me to go out at all. They said I'd get lost. <laughs> but I said I was going to be with you, with Ted. And Ted's a big boy. He won't let me get lost. Mm -hmm. We lived on South Fifth Street then, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the houses were kind of far apart. Kind of back from the street. There were big trees on each side of the street that almost met in the middle and that kept the snow from getting too deep out in the street. I dragged you along on your sled. Me with my new twenty-two rifle I got for Christmas. There was hardly anybody on the street. Everything was so white, so quiet. We heard sleigh bells, remember? It was Mr. Dittman. Yeah, the mailman in his cutter. Yeah, wasn't it pretty, Kate, how that old horse of his... Hmm, her name was... That's right, Queen. 
Queen's Hoops made the snow fly without making any noise at all. Only the sound of the sleigh bells. When we got out of his road, Mr. Dittmer dashed on past his cutter all bundled up. <laughs> yeah, it was cold, too, wasn't it? <sighs> we were bundled up, too. I had on my red tassel cap, I remember. You had on that little uh, squirrel skin muff and red mittens. Mm-hmm. We were seven years old. So happy. That was a long time ago. And my, how the snow was coming down. You could almost see it getting deeper and deeper. We could hardly tell where we were. Was that uh, Morris's house there on the right, or was it Walkmeyer's? Oh. Ah, it was fun, wasn't it, Kate? Just the two of us alone together in the, in the great, big, white world. And then I began to get a little worried. The wind was starting to blow pretty hard. I couldn't see a thing. I turned around and called to you. I said, Katie, we better turn around and go back. turn around and go back. What? I said we better turn around and go back. I can't see where I'm going. Daddy, can No, I'm not scared. I mean, we might get lost, and you know what? What? Well, I don't want to get no spanking. Uh, your mother won't spank you? Yes, she will. She said to stay right near home. Well, we're right near home. Yeah, but I don't know where. Well, there's Morris's house, then Walkmeyer's, then Reverend Bowman, then... Then there's Bowlanders and Willie Jansen and Judge Curran's. Only I don't know where I am. Are we lost? No, we ain't lost yet. But I want to know where we are. Let's go over to the sidewalk and look and see. Snow's awful deep over there. Well, if you can't pull us, let's do it. I'll get off and walk. You can help me pull it. All right. Nice. Isn't this fun? Oh, I'm cold. Ah, sissy. Come on and help me with a sled. Sissy. Shut up. Where are you going? The sidewalk's over here. Tis not. It's this way. Tis not. Tis tough. Yes, I know. Besides, you told your mother you wouldn't get lost if you was with me. Well? Well, don't you get me lost. Come on now, right this way. Oh, did you fall down? It's so deep. 
I can't stand here all day, I guess. There wasn't any nice, big, red-hot stove. There wasn't any oyster stew, either. Or coffee. Or cocoa. There wasn't anything. The house was empty. Katie and I walked into the big, bare, empty room. And it was almost as cold in there as it was outside. Only, of course, it wasn't snowing. But now we could hear the sound of the snow on the windows. That soft little padding sound. The sound you wouldn't hear ordinarily. It was louder than the beating of our hearts. And we just stood there. Katie was still sniffling. And I admit I didn't feel much like Commodore Perry. Because the house was empty, you see. And there wasn't an empty house anywhere on South Fifth Street. Morris's and Walt Myers and Reverend Bowman's. Bull Andrews and Willie Jansons and Judge Kearns. But no empty house. Where are we? And I couldn't think where we are at all. I knew we were on South Fifth Street, but I didn't know where. Explorers always wander in circles. And I looked around. There wasn't a thing in the room. Not a chair nor a table. Not anything. But the room seemed somehow to look as if somebody lived there anyway. And I said to Katie, I don't know where we are. Maybe we better get out of here. I'm cold. Well, we can stay a minute and try to get warm. But we better not stay here very long. I'm cold. Well, let's sit down here in the corner and try to get warm. At least there isn't any wind. I don't want to go out in the snow again. My goodness, we'll have to, Katie. We have to go home. Maybe our folks will come looking for us. Yeah. Anyway, how could we find our way home again? I could find it. I found this house, didn't I? You hit yourself on a tree. And I found it, though. Teddy, put your arms around me. Why? I'm cold. Well, put your arms around me. I'm cold, too. Let's both put our arms around each other. Oh, all right. I'm hungry. Oh, my. Mama was making soup. I'll stop at your house when we go back. Maybe your mother will give me some. I sure wish we had some now. Well, stop thinking about it. I sure wish I could. I want to go home. Oh, shut up. No, I won't shut up. I want to go home. Katie, listen. We can't go home while it's snowing so hard. Well, why would it stop snowing? I don't know. When the old woman finishes picking her geese, I suppose. Who's that? Oh, I guess it's somebody coming looking for us. You see? Oh, Teddy. He's still. That's brave if it's your dad. I'm brave. Who, who is it? I'll see who it is. Uh, hello? Oh. oh. I thought I heard somebody calling. For the two children? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, you're all right now, so stop squalling. I'm not squalling. I'm just cold. Huh. Well, sit down. We're cold. Are you? So am I. Excuse me, ma'am. We got lost and we don't know where we are. Why, you're in my house. Yes, ma'am. But we don't know you, I mean. Is this South Fifth Street? No, it isn't. Where are we? (laughs) 
You'd be surprised, children. I want to go home. Well, you can't go home right now, Katie. So you and Teddy might as well come along and help me with my work. Well. Don't you want to? Well, what kind of work, ma'am? Why, I'm picking the feathers off my geese. Well, sir, you know what? There was another room. And there were, well, it seemed like a million white geese stacked up out there. And she put us to work without another word. Did you ever pick geese? Or pluck them, or whatever you call it in your part of the country? Geese almost as big as yourself? Geese that didn't especially want to be plucked? I guess not. But we did, Katie and me. Didn't we, Kate? My, we certainly did. And it was so cold. But she was a nice old woman. Wasn't she, Teddy? Don't call me Teddy. My name's Ted. (laughs) And it got dark, and there wasn't much light, and we just sat there on the floor, picking the geese, and the old woman talked to us so nice. My, how nice she was. You see, if you keep working like that, you won't feel the cold so much, Katie. I do feel it, though. Well, if you'd stayed home like your mother wanted you to, you wouldn't have to be doing all this work, and you wouldn't be so cold. But I wanted to go out and play. I was with her. I wouldn't let anything happen to her. But you did. You got lost. Well, I wasn't afraid with Teddy. Ted? You like Teddy, don't you, Katie? Yes, ma'am. You like her, Ted? Well, you two going to get married when you grow up? Well, well, what? I was going to be a fireman, and firemen aren't usually home much, I guess. I don't think you want to be a fireman, Teddy. I know I wouldn't want to be one. Why? Too warm. You like cold? You bet. I don't. Teddy, aren't you going to marry me when we grow up? I haven't decided. Well, you are, Teddy. I can promise you that, Katie. I know. Unless... Unless what? Unless you freeze to death. Oh. Well, I'll try not to let you freeze to death. Oh, agree. I'm glad. But I'm pretty cold now. Well, you'll keep right on working. There's lots more geese to be picked. This is going to be known for years as the time of the big snow. I need all the help I can get. You always pick your geese when it snows? Of course. That's why it snows. You must have a lot of geese. Hundreds. Thousands all over the world. Keeps me pretty busy. You don't have any geese in Africa, I bet, where it's high. Oh, I have them there, Teddy, but they're way up high. Up on top of the mountains. There's always snow up there. Do you have lots of helpers? No. You're the first I ever had. My, there's an awful lot of feathers here now. We need them, Katie. I tell you, though, I think we might as well get rid of this bunch. How? Open the window, and the wind will blow them out. Can I open the window? Sure. Oh, boy, oh, boy. No, 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 not that one. This one. The wind's from the north. Oh, this one? And the wind came reaching right in, and the white feathers flew out the open window with it. Katie and I gathered up great armloads of the feathers and tossed them out the window and laughed and laughed as the wind whirled them high in the air. They seemed to multiply. The air was full of white flurries again in the dusk outside. We laughed some more, and the old woman laughed with us. My gracious! We did that just in time, didn't we? It had pretty near stopped. You know what? I bet we're the 
the first people that ever helped us know. You certainly are, children, and you're doing a very good job of it. I don't know, but what I'll have to call on you again to help me. Not till we get warm, though. Well, I've handled it pretty well all by myself all these years, so... <laughs> You've been doing it a long time, ma'am? Ever so long. Two years? Oh, longer than that. Ten years? Twenty? Why, I've been doing it ever since... Well, just ever since. Uh, have you got a name? Oh, yes. Would you tell us? Well, when I lived on that mountain in Greece, they used to call me Demeter. I was pretty important then. And then the Indians... They called me Nokomis. Nokomis? Mm-hmm. Well, you're Hiawatha's grandmother. Well, of course. Where do you suppose I get all these geese? Hiawatha's a fine hunter. My. Do you have any more names? Oh, yes. Up in the Northland, they called me Freya. And the Japanese people called me Amaratsa. Well, I, I've got more names than you can shake a stick at. And all I do is pluck geese. Oh, close that window, Teddy, will you? My. Oh, sure. Don't you ever get cold, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Demeter? I'd rather be called Nokomis. No, I never get cold. Gee, I do. Well, you should have stayed home. You think I'll get a spanking when I get home? No, I don't think so, Katie. I think I could promise you you won't. Well, then, I'm glad we did get lost in Thunder's place. Oh, my, if I don't get a licking. Gee, it's getting dark, isn't it? Yes, and I must go outside and get some more geese. Have to keep working, children, you know. Yes, but I'd like to go home, please. Oh, plenty of time for that, Teddy. We've got work to do. My mom always gives me a nickel if I work hard. Do you earn many nickels, Teddy? Well, not very many, really. <laughs> I haven't got any nickels. Yes, ma'am. And you mustn't hint, you know. No, ma'am. But I'll give you something, Teddy, for all the work you did. And you too, Katie. What? You okay? I'll be right back. <clears throat> I'm kind of scared, Teddy. I am too, Katie. What do we do? I don't know. I'm tired, too. Should I put my arms around you, Katie? Yes, please. I'm getting so sleepy and so cold, Teddy. Don't go to sleep, you'll freeze. I can't help it. I have to go and sleep, Teddy. No, don't freeze, Katie. Well, you tired out? I'm so sleepy. You too, Teddy? I'm not very sleepy. Why, you poor kids. You worked so hard. You just go to sleep. No, we'll freeze. No, you won't. I'll cover you up with feathers. They're so cold. They'll be nice, warm, soft, downy, warm feathers. Here, put your head on Teddy's arm, Katie. That's it. Now, these nice, fat geese. With lots and lots of nice, soft feathers. Lots and lots of nice, white feathers. Go to sleep, Teddy and Katie. You said 
Maybe you'd give us something for all the work. Why? Why, of course. I gave my little grandson gifts. Here, Teddy. Here, Katie. Now, go to sleep. Thank you. Thank you, Nicomas. Kiss me goodnight, Teddy. Well, wipe your nose. And the very last thing I remember was the feathers. How they were all star-shaped and crystals, not at all like the feathers I'd ever seen. It was almost midnight when they found us. Katie's father and mine, and the blacksmith, Mr. Wright, and Arthur Donahue and his brother, Harry. And there wasn't any house there at all. There wasn't anything. We were buried under a huge snowdrift in a vacant lot, not a hundred feet from our backyard. There wasn't any old woman either. Just two kids asleep in the snow in each other's arms. And not frozen to death after all. And they took us home. And we had our oyster stew and our cocoa. And we sat by the big stove. And then we slept. And slept. And slept. And neither one of us ever did disobey our parents again. Did we, Ted? Well, hardly ever, darling. But we never did tell anybody before because they wouldn't have believed us. They'd have said it was a dream. But how could we both dream the same dream? And we we did get married just as she said we would. Mm. And we still have got that little red clay peace pipe just like Hiawatha's. And the little bow and arrow she gave us. And besides, wait a minute. Thank you for listening to Quiet, please. 
Next week, I have a story for you that I call A Biography of a Character. And so until next week at the same time, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. And now a listening reminder. Tonight, Drew Pearson analyzes the news and predicts future events for the year 1949. So be sure to hear Drew Pearson's exciting predictions tonight. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. WJZ, New York's first station, WJZ AM and FM. <laughs>